0: Hello, everybody. We are here for the 170th episode of Real Hawk Talk. This is Brian Nemhauser, ad hoc blogger on Twitter. And your Seahawks did it. They beat the now last place San Francisco 49ers by a final score of 28-21. And we are going to have a lot to. Hey, everybody, it's Brian. If you haven't noticed, it is absolutely nuts out there in the housing market. If you don't know exactly what you're doing and you don't have someone that you trust by your side to guide you through the process, good luck getting the home you want or getting the best price for the home you're selling. John Hurlbut at Altitude Homes is a guy I've known for years, over a decade, a friend and someone I trust implicitly. If you are in Pierce, South King, or Thurston counties, there is nobody better to help guide you through the real estate process right now Team.com slash HawkBlogger.
1: Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the US, and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com, click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fan life.
0: holding are, nice are here for a the, the 70th episode of Real Hawk Talk. This is Brian Nemhauser, ad hoc blogger on Twitter. And your Seahawks did it. They beat the now last place San Francisco 49ers. By final score of 28 21 and we are going to have a lot to discuss about this victory uh before we get into the details um make sure you give the show a, a like click subscribe click the bell to get notified when we go live because we do go live at random times and go over to patreon.com slash blogger um i want to welcome um if i can pull up the name real quick um Lawrence Richardson, uh, our newest member of the Ring of Honor, joined just today uh, on Patreon. Excited to have him and uh, look forward to get to meet Lawrence uh, once we figure out how we can get people together for a meal. Um, all the Ring of Honor folks get together. We buy him, buy him dinner at least once a year when we can, when COVID allows it. So looking forward to doing that. Um, with me for this post-game show uh, is Evan Hill at Evan Hill HB and Nathan Ernst at Nathan E11. I need to take a step back here as the person who picked the Seahawks to lose this game and was pretty low on this team in general and let Evan and Nathan talk about what they saw. I think both of you picked a Seahawks victory. Is that right?
2: Did we? I did. I don't remember.
0: I don't remember what I did. I think I was the only one that picked the Seahawks. That the sounds right. That yes. sounds right. Yeah. So Evan, you know, you, you got a little uh, call out online um, from one of the, the 49ers beat reporters when it was looking pretty bad early. Um, how's, how's that going?
1: Yeah. So I, I think the, the first thing top of mind for me is uh, where's the bang, bang, uh, you know, Niner gang party later tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm curious where the, the bang, bang were occasionally faithful gang party is Um, I saw all these parties on Twitter over the past few years and just not seeing any mention of it after this game so it's a little weird to me does anybody know
2: Nathan have you heard I I, know I didn't get the invitation Uh. okay
1: interesting Um, because the faithful can go
0: trash trash the 49ers are ass
1: (laughs) the faithful can go fuck themselves (laughs) and you know why only Seahawks fans are allowed to shit on our football team. The Niners are – you're not allowed to shit on our football team. Only us. Only us deserve the right to shit on our favorite football team. So go fuck yourselves. Baby Daddy Russ just dicked you down on on live television, okay? And Trey Lance was a hot piece of garbage, Um what the fuck else is there to say? The first half was complete garbage. I don't even want to think about it. Uh, the defense played well, but, you know, for the most part, that first half of football, at least in my opinion, was pretty unwatchable. But, um, man, it's just so good to see the faithful so quiet on Twitter. That, you know, you see Grant Cohn's Twitter, whatever the heck his name is, Twitter of how they're the worst team in the NFC West now. Man, I'll tell you this. It's one game. But if Trey Lance is not a legit starter several years down the road, that franchise is in a big, big hole. Who knows? We may have overestimated the death of the Seahawks.
0: Nathan, where are you at? What did you think of the game that you just witnessed? Talk about what uh, you thought about what it meant for the Seahawks and talk about what you thought it meant for the 49ers.
2: I mean, the win is huge, obviously, Um they were looking down a scary stretch. And so they've got, you know, one of the worst teams that they are going to play over the next three or four games, they got to win against them. And so that's massive. And they got it on the road in the division, all that. So I think from the season perspective, you know, this was big. If they had dropped this going into the Rams game, uh, it could have gotten real bleak real, real fast. Um, in terms of like where am I on the team though, uh, I don't know that this game answered a ton of questions. Um uh, I mean, I think the defense definitely looked better, but also had some rough stretches. You know, the offense did start the game with five straight three and outs, which is, you know, if we had reversed this game, uh, I think people will be losing their mind about the second half, right? Uh, struggles again. So there's still that question about how consistent can this offense be. But um, you know, I mean, they they pretty well thumped a, what looks like a fairly bad Niners team I I didn't see a lot to be super impressed with uh against San Francisco so um and they better I, I they better hope Lance gets a whole lot better pretty soon because he looked mostly kind of awful I thought
0: um yeah sorry I was frantically looking for a troll uh statistic I had to find it's a Seahawks troll thing I, I, although I have to say um We'll talk about it more detail. Sidney Jones um, had some highs and some lows. I do want to point out, Sydney Jones did one thing that Trey Flowers has not done in three games. He had a pass break. Trey Flowers, I just verified, has zero passes defense this year. Um, did manage to have a holding call in this game um, uh, on a fair catch of all things. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk more about Sydney Jones, but I had to get that in because um, I was curious. Yeah. So, so, as someone who is, you know, as low as you can get on the Seahawks, I mean, I, I super, super, super low on the Seahawks, um, but also thought that this was a coin flip game. You know, I, I picked the Niners 27 24, um, you know, could go either way. Um, but given what I'd seen, the way the Seahawks were playing, like, you know, didn't think the Seahawks were in position to beat much of any team. And the way the game started, not only looked like they were going to get beaten, it looked like it was going to be humiliating, right? Like, The defense was stopping nothing. 49ers scored a touchdown on their first possession without any problem. Looked much like everything else we've seen. Chunk play like bit by bit by bit. Couldn't stop the run. Couldn't stop the pass. Couldn't get the pass rush going. Um, And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, defense started making stands. And I'm going to have to go back and watch the game because I was definitely switching between the Mariners game and this game. And... Then it was like, what the hell is going on in offense? I mean, the offense started off horrible. The defense like held and you're like, okay, now come on offense. Nope. Defense held again. Come on offense. Nope. And they just couldn't find their way. And uh, lo and behold, you know, Mr. Cannon um, on Trenton Cannon for the 49ers may be the MVP of this game. Uh, He made the worst, some of the worst special teams plays I've ever seen, but the worst I've seen in a long time was when they had a punt that was easily going to be down inside the five-yard line. 49ers are up seven, nothing at that point. Seahawks defense offense had done nothing. He catches it and rolls into the end zone. Like what the hell? And that was huge. Seahawks take it down. They score a touchdown, tie the game. He then fumbles. Like he was a disaster today. Um, I feel bad for the kid a little bit, but uh, he does wear wear forty nine er colors, so you know, screw him. So, yeah. I just, just,
1: today felt so good. Like, I, I I think I'm mostly in the Nathan camp just because he said it first. Like, I, I I still do have concerns about this team moving forward, and obviously Thursday is a huge, huge pivotal game this season. Um, but doesn't it just feel good to just Stomp the fuck out of the Niners.
0: They really ended up doing that, didn't they? Like it was 28-13 with like less than two minutes to go.
1: I'd be interested to know how many offensive drives the Niners had today. I think they had Um, quite quite a few,
2: right? I mean
1: it seemed like quite a few. They had 13 drives. 13 drives, and they scored how many points?
0: 20. Well, they ended up with 21. Okay, but 13 basically until the last minute.
2: I I will say, you know, uh, Cannon definitely deserves an honorary game ball. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan does too. Uh, Talk to me. He refused. He he just kept putting his punter out there to try to kick field goals and extra points. That was dumb as hell. Um, I don't know why he put Lance in and then why he kept Lance in once it was pretty clear Lance wasn't gonna do it and like the way they called plays too like you could just tell like it, they didn't have any faith there and I also thought part of what swung this game was that dumb ass uh flea flicker or whatever it was they tried they were it felt like they were ripping off like six eight 12 yard gains just pretty consistently and out of the blue, they try a flea flicker, or I don't know what it technically is. It's not technically a flea flicker, but whatever you call that. Uh, and it and it didn't work out. And it put him in, I think, a third, third and long, or put him in a you know, a longer down situation and Seattle's defense got off the field. Um, I thought Shanahan looked was kind of terrible in this game.
0: It sounds like, Nathan, you have the same question I do about. The Trey Lance piece. The report was that Trey Lance was put in because Jimmy Garoppolo had a calf injury. Um, He looked pretty fine. Like I don't remember seeing anything. Like it seemed like a convenient way to handle things to (laughs) to have it be an injury that the reason Trey Lance came in. But I thought it was just because the offense was completely doing nothing and they wanted to try something else. So is that is that your Are you ignoring what
2: they said about the calf and you believe it was just a a decision by Kyle Shanahan? I didn't catch that. I didn't hear that they said it was because of this calf. Uh, So, but yeah, I mean, knowing that they said that, it doesn't really change my mind much because I agree with you. I I didn't really see anything that would have told me that Garoppolo was hurt. So that's kind of a surprise.
1: Do we even know what play he got potentially injured on?
0: no
2: yeah, it's and,
1: bullshit it's bullshit
0: not only that but here's the, the push The push it a little further to your point uh Nathan like why would they leave him in when Lance just didn't look that good the rumors are that Shanahan wasn't necessarily enamored with picking Lance and so maybe he wanted to make a point to everybody that Lance is not that good and shouldn't be in so I don't know that seems like a little bit of a stretch but I would have man, what I was really hoping as like icing on the cake in this game was to just shit all over 49ers dreams of Trey Lance. And I there was enough that he did, even though it was really like that touchdown to Debo Samuel was like that, was, totally a joke.
2: that was a coverage It was a terrible throw, too. Like yeah. that ball just kind of like fluttered. And I I don't know. I mean, Debo was wide open. He could have just zipped it out to him and you know, easy touchdown, but I mean, there were several throws that were pretty off. He's not not that good.
1: Like, the accuracy was not there.
2: No.
0: No. Like, there are certain people that have been really scared of Trey Lance getting in the game for the 49ers. And uh, I don't think those people have to worry. Like, I, I, I think Lance, yes, certainly is talented, but he is, like... He's a a running quarterback that has a good arm and is inaccurate and is inexperienced and is going to make bad plays a lot. Um, I thought the Seahawks could have had like five sacks today, but um, yeah. Anyway, I I thought he was, he was bad, but not horrible. I was hoping he would just be awful.
2: He looks like an extremely raw Colin Kaepernick. Like I I think the arm talent is there. I mean, he, he can zing it for sure. And, you know, running the ball, I mean, he's electric. Like, he, he can definitely move. He's fast and he's shifty. Uh, probably a lot shiftier than Kaepernick was probably. But, like, in terms of just knowing what to do on the football field, uh, didn't show a lot of that.
0: Uh, yeah, let's, let's take a couple more seconds on the 49ers and we going to come back to it. And we'll come back to the Seahawks as well. There's still much to talk about with the Seahawks. But they're now 2-2, two and two, right? They're last place in the division. Um, they were handled really pretty easily by a Seahawks team that I don't think any of us think is a good team yet. Like, mm. I don't, I mean, it, let me stop there. Do any of you exit this game being like, all right, Seahawks are awesome. Like, they're a good team. We're like looking all golden for this game against the Rams coming up on Thursday.
1: No, but if you if they win on Thursday night,
0: oh, buddy. Yeah, that's what we talked about. Um. anyway I, I just think like I look at this team we talked I talked about I think we all talked about that this stretch of five days between Monday and Thursday with Seahawks playing the 49ers and then the Rams was potentially going to be the turning point or the end or whatever you want to talk about end of an era with Pete Carroll maybe with Russell Wilson with John Schneider you didn't know like you didn't know if this went really wrong how this could turn out I think that there's a chance this could end up being the other. It could be for the the 49ers. Like there was already a lot of Shanahan, like rumors and rumbles going around. I went with Nathan. I thought this was a 49ers should have won this game. Like they had, yeah, I I just, I think this was a pretty bad L for the 49ers um, all the way around. So I wonder where that franchise is going. They used all this capital to get Trey Lance is he good enough uh, the defense nick bosa like had a couple plays but it was pretty quiet like i don't know i don't know i mean where, where do you guys see do you guys i mean do you guys have similar questions about the 49ers you just think this is just another game
2: i i do i do i mean i thought in the first half you know there were stretches there where it looked like two of the worst teams in football playing each other, <laughs> you know, when, when Seattle was in the middle of that five and uh, that five, three and out streak. And, and then, but then like, I, I just kind of kept waiting and I'm like, okay, it's, it's seven, nothing, seven, nothing, still seven, nothing. This is kind of, and so at some point it was just like, they're going to, they're going to blow the Niners have like manhandled the Seahawks in a lot of ways, especially in the first quarter and into the second quarter. And it's like, Oh, they're going to blow this. That's insane uh and yeah I mean the Seahawks figured it out you know to some degree and put some points on the board and and got themselves a lead and the Niners just kind of never did so if I'm a Niners fan yeah I think I have a lot of angst about where they are and you know we're looking a couple days ahead to the the Rams now they get the, the Cardinals next which is probably scarier at this point uh so yeah I mean they have some questions ahead of them too they get the Cardinals then they get a couple you know hopeful wins for them, Colts and Bears, and then they get the Cardinals again and the Rams again. So uh they got a tough stretch too.
1: I got a question for you both defensively. So obviously, I think we're all in agreement that the defense took a step in the right direction today. It wasn't an all-star performance, but but I think it was a step in the right direction. How do we feel Sydney Jones played today?
2: Nathan, you want to take that? Sure. I Didn't think he played particularly well. Um, I mean, he had a couple plays early where he obviously just got completely exposed on, you know, against two good players. You know, Kittle posted him up basically. And then, you know, Debo just got a pretty good uh, release on him and just ran away from him. And so at that point, it looked real rough for him. Uh, And then, you know, in the second half, they put in Lance and kind of never wanted to throw the ball again. So it's a little hard to say kind of where his day ended up. I mean, there's a question about whether it was him or Adams that was responsible for the bust. I think even if it is Jones there, you know, just with how new he is to the system, maybe you don't worry much about that. But um, I think big time, uh, still wait and see on Sidney Jones.
0: Yeah, I had a different read. Um, I agree that so it was Ross Dwelly that actually scored the touchdown on him, I think, um, uh, early on. And then the other touchdown.
2: Oh, that wasn't Kittle? No,
0: as well (laughs) as I just assumed. Yeah. Yeah. It's this big, big tight end, but, um, uh, and then the bust, um, definitely looked like it was on Sydney, but it was also on Marquise Blair. Marquise Blair completely got sucked up and was, he was the safety that's supposed to be back and was not. So there is, and yes, terrible sucks, but it's his first game in this system and with this team to have a, Busted coverage to me is not an, an indication of talent, or like a lack of talent. That was more just, you know, still breaking it in with the, with this team, you know, like the guys that actually were starters were having screwed up, you know, coverages the first three weeks of the season. So, you know, it's understandable. I actually saw, I thought every play other than those two, I saw Sidney Jones either right on the guy catching the ball or you know, potentially affecting the pass. And um, I saw him a step faster than Trey Flowers, for sure. And I saw him a step closer. I'm not saying he was an A or some great player. But I, to me, for the plays that were like legit coverage plays, other than those two we talked about, I thought he was a clear clear improvement over Trey Flowers. I also thought DJ Reed moving over to the other side of the field because Sidney Jones was in, Seem to be a little bit quicker and a little bit more on. I don't know if that's true, but that was just an impression I came away with.
2: Well, and I think I don't want to, I don't want to be taking too much away from the defense here. They played mostly well, but I do think that uh, this is a simpler offense for a a defense to like attack. Um, Like, yeah, Blair is maybe partially responsible for that the busted coverage and the touchdown on that, you know, maybe he, maybe if he's in the right spot, he saves the touchdown at least. Um, but you know, he was crashing down on those, uh, those intermediate crossers, which is, you know, how digs got his, I think Adams at one point broke up a ball doing the same thing. So Seattle was doing that all day long and was very successful in it. Um, I think, you know, if there's not the miscommunication between Adams and Jones, um, you know, Lance probably never throws that ball in the first place. um, so I think that Seattle did have an advantage here in terms of how much they felt they could attack and get downhill, um, just because it's not an offense that's going to definitely not going to stretch you vertically much, right?
0: No, they're not. I, and but I, it's hard because uh, um, oh man, my computer's all frozen. Uh, I, I I saw this earlier. The Seahawks had um, there we go nine pass breakups today. Um, and I wanna actually ask, before I go into a, a long monologue on this, um, wh- who do you guys give game balls to for the Seahawks? Like, I actually, let's start with like, who who felt, who felt do you feel like played a really good game for Seattle or who, who were like the guys that were the key to victory? And then I think we're also, I'd like to hear who you thought were maybe some guys that if they don't get mentioned, were like under the radar. Um, uh, contributors. Evan, do you have someone that comes to mind is like who you get the game ball to? Feel free to call it a couple if they if they come to mind. Yeah, I think Jamal Adams
1: had a really strong game. He was all over the place. He stopped a clear touchdown in the end, even though they still cor- scored. Um, Ryan Neal had a really good game, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Collins. <laughs> That's somebody I think a lot of people are going to forget about. I, I think his performance was really impressive today. I um, Those are the three guys that come to mind though. Am I missing anybody key?
0: There's some others, but those, those are really fascinating. And Nathan, I can only imagine what you think when you hear that Ryan Neal and Jamal Adams were two of the three.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think Ryan Neal was like, or uh, I think uh, Jamal Adams was maybe the third best safety today. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, Neal wasn't really playing safety today. So that's cheating a little But No, I think Neal is a good one. Um, Honestly. I mean, Alex Collins did jump to mind when you first brought it up. I mean, he looked, Uh, He looked good, um, and the whole offensive turnaround did kind of happen to coincide when they finally put him out there. Uh, I don't think I gave him a lot of credit for that, but he was playing well. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if I think anyone really played that exceptionally well. Um, I think a lot of guys just kind of did their job. I mean, um, uh, yeah, I think Russ probably deserves some – Credit there, if nothing else, than for the Swain touchdown.
0: That was so uh, ridiculous.
2: Yeah, that was insane.
0: I think, and, and he also had the running, the rushing touchdown. Like, Yeah, that was nice. I thought this was, this was not Russell Wilson at his best, mm-hmm. but this was Russell Wilson, like, like doing what it was necessary to win that game. Like he, he, he made, like that play that we're talking about to Swain, very few players make that play, right? Like oh, that yeah. was all Russ, all Russ awesome play
1: what are the chances Um, russell swore on that rushing touchdown after swinging his fists and his arms and how many f-bombs were dropped
2: that's what i want to know you mean frick bombs (laughs) i think there was probably one f-bomb and then a couple heck (laughs) yeahs. heck
1: yeah i'm so proud of us good job team good effort (laughs) can't wait to see you at bible study later
0: oh uh, no uh, what about um jordan brooks i thought jordan brooks has played two awful games and I, I don't know that this was a perfect game but i mean that hit he had on kittle was i mean i was like i cannot believe kittle got up that looked like a season ender maybe a career ender that was awful I don't know if you noticed Kittles really was a non-factor after that. So I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that he did get injured on that play and just kept playing anyway. Um, Brooks had the sack. I don't know. I I thought he had a more impactful game. I thought Jamal Adams, it's interesting you brought him up, uh Evan. He didn't have like an amazing game from my perspective, but we felt him today. Like he made plays in coverage. He made plays, you know, you know tackling guys. He I don't know, he just was there today. Like you noticed he was playing and um that was just nice to see. Uh cuz he's been super quiet. It was I'm nice. To see. Yeah. Digs got
1: Digs got an interception. interception. That was uh was that our first interception of the year?
0: Uh yes. Yeah. We well, are yes. our second turnover. Takeaway of the year. The other one was yeah. against the Colts when Carson Wentz fumbled the fourth down.
1: No is major that... injuries, right? Outside of Dunlap potentially.
0: I don't think the Dunlap injuries made. I think it's I think it's like cramping or like a, a foot sprain or something. Well, I guess we'll see, but okay. Oh, the other thing we didn't mention about the 49ers. We'll get back to Jackson in a second, I promise. But Trent Williams looked like a pretty serious injury. Like they had anyway, they could be in real dire straits. Um, do we think that Alex Collins played well enough that you're like, he and Chris Carson should be splitting carries, man, it's getting close. I think it is.
2: I mean, Nathan's loving this, right? They're all the same, right? I mean, I I've been saying this for a while. I mean, there were stretches where I thought Hyde looked real good too. And now Collins is looking real good. Um, it's almost as if they're all practically the same.
0: Yeah. But if that's true, then you would just say,
2: yeah, I don't care who plays. Is yeah, that the really
0: case? Or do you think the Collins actually looked better today than,
2: than Carson? And his Collins team? looked way better in terms of backing up my priors. So that's, I'm a hundred percent in on Collins. Yeah.
1: So you don't mind if I suit up in
2: the backfield? No, see, there's, <laughs> there's a, there's a low bar, a bottom bar of like, are you NFL athlete quality? Right. So we don't have a screen big enough here, but here, like my other hand is on the ground for you, Evan. All right. So.
0: Yeah. And and people that don't know, uh, Nathan is extremely tall. He's like 16, four or something like that. That's, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for folks curious, uh, I'll call finish with 10 carries for 44 yards, four and a half yards a carry and a touchdown. That touchdown run. That touchdown run was not a run that every running back makes. That was a pretty nice read Cassette of reads. Nice, nice agility on that. Chris Carson finished with 13 carries for 30 yards, 2.3 yards a carry as long as eight Um, Alec Collins Also had two catches for 34 yards, including a 28 yarder. That was the, you know, a key play that started the Seahawks first touchdown drive. Um, Chris Carson had one catch for one yard. I just thought Collins looked livelier, you know, I don't know if the guy's blocked better for him. It's hard to say, but he was just a better player than Chris Carson today. And I'm certainly a Chris Carson fan, but I won't be sad if Alex Collins and him are alternating series. If anything, it'll keep Carson fresh. Like, you know, I don't don't think that there's a real downside to Collins getting more carries.
2: Um, I was talking with somebody on Twitter and they were saying that, you know, Collins is faster or quicker than Carson. And I don't really think that's, true so much but like the style wise Collins is much more willing to kind of shake and bake and try to make moves and stuff whereas Carson definitely has more of a you know knock you in your grill type mentality
0: what do we think about the offensive line today
2: well so this is what I was trying to think of when you asked about game balls because I, I feel like the way things kind of on offense, how that came together in the second half like i stopped thinking about how bad the offensive line was every play so Mm -hmm. something changed Mm -hmm. i don't really know what it was i don't know who gets the credit for that i think Dwayne brown probably at least has to get some of the credit because uh, he was getting whipped (laughs) pretty regularly by bosa uh and that that seemed to dry up um so it seemed like in the second half i don't know what's to how you what where the credit goes for it but they certainly seem to play a lot but yeah,
0: I, I mean, I don't know if you agree. I, that was the, the thing that stood out to me because they were awful, awful to start the game. I mean, they were as bad. I think everybody was pretty bad to start the game. I don't think there's someone you can call it and say, hey, they were doing well. Um, but then it got quiet. Uh, Seahawks started making some positive plays. Like There were very few negative plays in the run game, and there were quite a few in the early part of the game pass protection seemed pretty good and I don't know if they started keeping extra guys because I just wasn't watching that carefully, but Russ was not running for his life in the second half. The, the major like pressure play I remember with Russ in the second half is the touchdown like that he escaped. So I don't know. I, I thought I thought I would at least give them a, a half a game ball there um, for riding the ship because they were losing the game all by themselves um, to start that game.
1: Yeah. The, the first half was a steaming pile of garbage from the offense. Um, the offensive line played horribly. DK dropped, I think a ball or two. The, 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 you know, early down play sequencing decisions were really kind of mind blowing. Um, I just want to forget that that first half actually ever happened to be well, quite honest.
0: What did we think of uh, DK Metcalf's game today, Evan? I think he played well. No major complaints. <laughs> Nathan, I know from that face you feel otherwise. How did you feel about it?
2: Uh, I mean, I think we have to have a higher bar for DK than that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I thought there were there was at least... At least one or two drops oh. outside of the controversial deep ball one, which in fairness, like the, the, the ball from rest wasn't right either. Right? Are you talking about the right sideline? Yeah, okay. man. And that was heartbreaking. Cause it, I, I don't know. I watched it like, cause they came, they were all up and you're like, Oh, it's cover zero. And so it was just like, Oh, here we go. And he has a little out and up and just comes wide open. And then the throw isn't great. And then he, yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I did, did how many targets did Tyler have like one and it Tyler came. of had half? five
0: targets four what? catches DK had eight targets four
2: catches oh all right well the number I, I don't remember I remember like one Tyler target uh um I thought both of them weren't good enough like they they, they didn't play very well um because uh, you know they were the the Niners were down their two starting corners right they're down like four quarters, They're
0: like <laughs> way down the depth chart.
2: Yeah. Uh, so it was pretty surprising to not see those two, you know, eat a lot more. Um, Did you see John but, Schneider
1: say in pregame, though, that they basically were sucking up their injuries? And I, I just don't know how,
0: how much of a role that potentially influenced. I thought that. Tyler looked injured. He looked injured for sure
2: yeah Uh, and and yeah I think that's that's actually uh, I should have probably just led with that I think that's 100% what it is I I doubt either of them are right uh health-wise
0: but DK so it it was a mixed bag for me on DK I, I thought given that he is playing injured I thought he looked closer to himself than Tyler did and played aggressively physical like he was taking it to them when he had the ball he was that touchdown that I think probably wasn't a touchdown, but you know, whatever they gave it to him. It was real close. Um, I was a physical, like aggressive play. He had a great play on the screen where he made Mosley missed and then, you know, took it like, there were some nice DK plays in there. Um, But, and I'll also say, I think his route running, just, I don't know if you guys listen to the Matt Hasselbeck show at all, um, but, you know, he talked about it this week about how DK's, playing multiple positions now he's playing the slot even and doing things that a lot of big players big fast players aren't willing to do or don't do and um I just think his route running looked great he's shaking guys off um getting open but his hands man his hands are if everything else about DK or everything close to else is like a 9 or a 10 out of 10 like in terms of talent his hands are like feel like they're like a five out of 10 maybe a six out of 10 um and it's not just like bone headed drops like he's not good at jump balls when whenever there's like a contested catch i don't have a lot of i have more confidence in tyler making a contested catch than i do dk making a contested catch um that should not be when you're 6'4 230 and can jump like 50 inches like anyway so yeah I agree with you. Russ's throw was short. If Russ had thrown it deeper, um, DK probably has a touchdown on that play. So definitely, like, not the greatest throw, but it wasn't bad. That was a good throw, and everyone like like they gave Mosley all the credit for knocking it away. That ball hit DK's hands, went through his hands, and Mosley never touched it. So, um, that's. I mean, does Julio Jones make that catch? I think he does. Like so. I would have liked seeing a
2: little bit more from DK Mm Metcalf. We have a couple updates from pressers, if you guys want those. All right. So first of all, uh, I think this is bad news for Dunlap, especially if you were uh, thinking it was just cramps. Apparently he has a toe issue of some kind, Mm. um, which is troublesome. Those are nagging usually. Um, Agboihi apparently is fine. Uh, So so this is more positive. Agboihi was okay, I guess, or not hurt at least um seahawks just wanted jake curran to play more uh maybe that was part of what turned around in the second yeah. half uh i wasn't watching closely enough to tell um uh, big mistake in the secondary carol says was on sydney jones uh, okay. but so you otherwise like to play the secondary so there you
0: go uh how much do you guys think DS Grid would help this team seems like he's due back this week i mean we've been saying that for weeks but let's say he he gets back this week like how much do you think he changes the trajectory of the offense
2: somebody put in the super chat that the play of freddie swain is making it look making the Seahawks look dumb for taking Esbridge over creed humphrey not sure if I'm quite on board there in terms of the sweaty, the the, the sweaty frame, uh, the Freddie Swain <laughs> part of it. Uh, but Humphrey obviously looks awesome so far from everything I've heard. Um I I I don't want to get like too excited because we saw him for like two plays and they were just like end rounds or whatever. Um I think Eskridge could potentially have a big impact on this because. I still think the way he moved on just a couple of plays against the the Colts uh looked really special. Um there's some explosion and burst and ability to get upfield and um you know run with the ball. He's not just a receiver. He's not gonna get tripped up, it looks like. I mean, he can, you know, fall forward, uh, especially out there against other DBs and stuff. Um so I'm my my hopes are still. Way up there, I think, for Esbridge. I think he could make a major impact. But especially right now with DK and and Lockett are having to kind of work through some injury stuff. That that that's definitely a place where they still get some explosion. Swain has looked good. I just don't see him as like he, he's not a, a game changer by any means. No. He's
0: just a guy to me. I mean, he's 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 a quality fourth receiver. He is not a quality third receiver. You guys are so down on the Swain
2: train. What the heck is this? I'm not meaning it in a bad way. Like I, I, I like Swain. I mean, he's been super dependable. He does a lot of stuff for them. I like Freddie Swain. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a guy. You know, he's a high
0: floor, low ceiling guy. Though
2: he's an awesome wide receiver four. I'll take he, that
0: for wide receiver three. Even frankly,
2: no. no. Oh, yeah. David Moore
0: was like.
1: You're not trying to tell me David Moore was a better wide receiver three than Freddie Swain.
0: No, I think that they were. I think they do different things. Well, Sure. David, David Moore offered far more explosive play potential than Freddie Swain ever will.
1: Sure. But Freddie Swain is much more consistent and reliable.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I will take explosive touchdowns over 28 yard games um, any day personally, but that's just me. Um, You're going to
1: need Eskridge on Thursday.
0: Yeah. Before we talk about that for a second, I'm just curious, like Give me for you guys quickly, what what would you grade the offense, the defense, and the coaching in
2: this game, A through F, for the Seahawks? I'll go C plus for both the offense and the defense. Um, I'm trying to think of anything notable coaching-wise. Uh, the only thing that really comes up is that bizarre end of the first half. <laughs> um uh which wasn't even that bizarre because okay you you take the time out you want to get the ball back it gets muffed so yeah just run out the clock but then to run this a second time was kind of odd uh I, i i don't have any like reason to knock the coaches so i mean i guess i guess in terms of okay well clearly they didn't come out with the best game plan so i'll give them a b they in terms of like fourth down decisions or anything like that, um, I think the coaches were fine.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll go with a B plus for the coaching staff. I I thought their early down decision making in the first half was really frustrating. But ultimately, there were a lot of things going wrong, frankly, with the offense Um, defense. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go B minus on the defense. I think they earned that today. Um, They really kept us in the game in the first half, to be quite honest with you guys like we we are very lucky that was a seven point game through two quarters if we're just being honest um the offense i'm gonna go down to a c plus two. I, I i was encouraged by what i saw in the second half but it's very hard for me to completely forget about what i saw in the first half so yeah
0: those are my rankings so i've got to give the defense like at least a B. Are you grading right? them
1: on a curve, though? Well, that's what no, I was mean, gonna Think about yeah. this:
0: they they gave up a touchdown on the first possession, and then San Francisco went eleven possessions before they scored again. Wait, let me make sure I have that right. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight possessions. Like, and they were getting nothing from the offense at all. It was three and out, three and out, three and out. Mm -hmm. and like the 49ers much as we shit on them like they put up they put up what 28 against the Packers is that right so I don't know like um I think at least a B to me and it's weird because they get up so many yards but they also created a turnover um and like we said they the 49ers had 13 points until just like a few like until garbage time so I and and of those 13 points, one came on a total blown coverage where yes, it's still defense's fault, but it was like like in the plays where they were actually like I don't know, compared yes. So the comparison I would say it would be even higher, but um and honestly, that's part of why I end up giving the coaches like an A minus for this, like. I was just super, I mean, being totally honest, I was so down on the offense, the defense, well, mostly the defense, the coaching, and then I thought the offense still was not, you know, I said on the show this week, they were B plus, they were not an A, and I think the team needs them to be an A. So I just give the coaches a ton of credit because they turned this defense, with the help of the players, obviously, from just a, like, couldn't stop anybody at it at any point to holding the 49ers on the road after they'd scored a touchdown for eight straight possessions and keeping them in the game and holding the team to 13 points. I thought, I thought that was pretty impressive.
1: I want to be, I want to be clear about this, Brian. And I want to see where your head is at with this. I'm cautiously optimistic that the defense might be trending in the right direction, but both San Francisco quarterbacks looked God awful today. So I don't want to discount their defensive performance because they, they did play well. You know what I mean? But Jimmy Garoppolo looked like complete garbage. Trey Lance was horrifically, you know, inaccurate. Matt Stafford is a different type of player.
2: They lost four points to a pregame kicker injury, too, right? I mean, or they the like, CX yeah. defense gained four points that way. Yeah, right?
1: I, I want to be clear. I'm not discounting their performance because I, I think they played well today. But I'm not fully bought in yet, is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look, dude, I just want to I'm- make
1: sure you're not like the offense is or the defense is fixed.
0: No. <laughs> okay, cool. No, 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 no. Um the things that were encouraging to me about the defense, besides with just the results, um, was I did think that this was the best offensive line that they've gone up against since well, maybe all season. Like I think you know, they have some really good solid, even their worst player is probably Alex Mack, and he's still a solid center, like knows what he's doing. Um, and I thought there was better pressure this week than we've seen. It wasn't great, but I thought it was better, um, than we've seen. Um, and I just thought that some of the players that we've been really down on, you know, Jamal, Jordan Brooks, um, you know, the cornerbacks, I thought they were better. I'm not saying they were like, you know, everything's perfect now, but I thought they were better. So, um, Yeah, I don't know how you could say that's not a step in the right direction, but you are stepping out from the grave. Like you're not stepping onto the top of a throne or top of a mountain or something like that. So like there's a long, long, long way to go before you can start feeling good about the defense.
2: Yeah, this game gave you hope that they can be that 15th to 20th rate defense that was kind of like what we all hoped they would at least be uh, instead of like, oh God, are they going to be one of the worst defenses in the league?
0: Well, yeah, and I think it's your point, Evan. Who are, the, who are the two victories? Who are the quarterbacks of the two teams that they beat this year? Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo slash Trey Lance. And yeah, so I don't think anyone thinks either of those guys are particularly good. Um, they're definitely going to play someone who people think is good on Thursday. Do it against them. Like I'm not saying, that let me ask you this. What would for you guys be like a point total that if the Seahawks held the Rams to on Thursday, you'd say that's impressive.
2: Uh, I probably won't say it's impressive, but if they can get away with holding the Rams under 30 points, I'll, I'll be happy. Like I'll feel fine about this team for the rest of the year.
1: That's such a low bar, <laughs> less than 30 points. What would be impressive
2: though? What would be impressive? Impressive
1: like, what, what, is 20 or less.
0: Yeah. I think 24 or less for me, I'd go that high. Like, yeah, maybe even 25. Like, um, yeah. So I think, I mean, the Rams have been running over people they didn't today, but. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. We, it, we haven't even talked about that.
0: What do you think about that? Yeah, what do you think about the, the Cardinals-Rams result?
1: The Cardinals dominated. I don't know if you guys were had that game on like simultaneously or not, but <sighs> Kyler Murray looks good. He clearly looks like he's taking a, a new step every single year. Um, they obviously have a stud receiving group. I think that was a big, big win to go into L.A. today. And smack them in their own house, you know, full of a full of a sold-out packed crowd. I uh I think they're looking like the best team in the NFC West now, and that's not you know some super intellectually surprising sort of type of analysis, but they look good.
0: I mean, I think one of the stories you start with Kyler Murray, and sure, Kyler Murray deserves credit, but they rushed for 216 yards um against the rams and 120 of that's from chase edmonds another 50 was from james connor um and yes 39 was from kyler murray but one one of the things that's kept me i said this earlier this week from being like super impressed with the rams is i don't think their defense is as good as it was last year like i thought their defense was really really good last year and i don't think it's really really good this year the bears game the first they've, they won that by a fair amount of points but Andy Dalton and David Montgomery were like running the ball down their throat, like that whole game. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I credit to the Cardinals, um, putting up 37 points is a lot. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's the Rams defense. You got to ask questions about Nathan, you have any thoughts about, uh, Arizona or, or LA before we move on,
2: start wrapping up. No, I don't think I have anything too insightful on them. Okay, fellas, what have we missed? Anything just, else you want to say? I mean, we, we should
0: talk, we should shit on the 49ers a little bit longer. I mean, it feels like this might be our, our high point of the season. So come on.
1: <laughs> it just feels so good to beat them. Uh, it just feels so good. They talk so much shit every single year, even if it's unwarranted. And for them to get smacked in their own house by a team that might arguably be worse than them, I think that's up for debate. It just feels good.
2: Wait, is there any question about who the better team is after that game? Even with the way that game started? I think so, yeah. I don't. I I don't have any question. Like... The, the 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 Seahawks could look bad again for the next few weeks, and and when they roll up against the Niners again, I'm going to feel pretty confident because.
1: Yeah, but that's just the co- quarterback competitive edge, is it not?
2: I mean, maybe, but like that's a big deal.
1: <laughs> no, it is a big deal. I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is I just I feel better about the rest of their roster than probably ours. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm somewhere in between you two on that one. I, I, I'm not ready to say the Seahawks are like clearly better than anybody. Yeah, like I'm just I'm just not yet. Like, they
1: got to earn that trust, man. <laughs> they got to um, earn it.
0: They they looked like a bottom dwelling team for a decent chunk of the beginning of this game, um, and then to their credit, like won the game, like and looked like at to your point, Nathan, clearly the better team but I can't just forget what happened for what was you count the second half of the Titan games, the Titan game. It's basically two full games. They look like one of the worst teams
2: that we've seen in Seattle in a long time. So there's uh, something so demoralizing though about, I mean, if I was a Niner fan to watch that, you know, drive after drive and it's seven zero and it's seven zero and the other team, you see this sometimes in like college football, where or or just any sport sometimes where a clearly better team is just playing like ass, like just awful. And and you're the other team is like either hanging in there or like has a lead. But like, I mean, at first it was it was very upsetting as a Seahawks fan. But then as it got into the second quarter, it was it had that feel like they don't have the juice, right? Like it, it became very clear, like this Niners team, and I think I tweeted it pretty early on. They're not going to run away with this, right? It, it, this might be an awful game, and the Seahawks might look like ass all game long, and And it felt like the Niners were going to win it like 13-3 to three, uh, because at no point did it seem like that offense was going to do enough.
0: Yeah, I hear you. And um, if I'm a Niners fan, that's a totally different question. I'm like, I'm pretty worried. If I'm being honest with myself, I look at it. I look at their quarterback situation, what they gave up to get Trey Lance their coaching situation, which seems tenuous and maybe like not harmonious and their injury situation. Nick Bosa has been injured a bunch. George Kittles, you know, as good as he's been, has been injured a lot and looks like he might have an, another injury type season. Um, Yeah. I mean, guys like D Ford, I don't think those guys are long-term players for your team. Anyway, I just have, I have questions about that team and, and their future. I I don't know that you can say that they're clearly on the ascent and um, I called them
1: fraudulent, you know, a week ago and I got a ton of hate for it, but I think today validated that they are a lot's riding on Trey Lance and that's obvious, but today didn't look good for him.
0: I think the absolute worst position you can be in as an NFL franchise is to have a quarterback who's not capable of being a Super Bowl quarterback. Mm. And especially if they're young and you're inve- or you're invested in them with a big contract for a long time. And that's where the 49ers are. I don't know that either the guys that they have is capable of winning a Super Bowl. Um, certainly Garoppolo was there with them, but that was such an overly talented roster that they don't have anymore. And they never, they won't again with Garoppolo or Lance. So I feel like they're kind of stuck. Their ceiling is set by Lance at this point. And I don't know if I've seen anything that makes me think that he's a Super Bowl quarterback. Um,
1: I don't know if you guys saw the quote a couple of minutes ago, Shani said, based on, you know, how Garoppolo looks health wise, he's probably going to be starting next week.
0: Garoppolo will or Lance yeah, Garoppolo. Will. So this is get, adds credence to the, I think it's total bullshit. I think he was fine.
1: I do too. I don't even think he got injured. Well, I don't want to speculate like into injury stuff, but yeah. I don't remember a play where he got like dragged down weird or something like that.
0: He wasn't even getting any treatment. He was just standing there on the sideline. <laughs> so like, I don't know. Um, all right, guys, let's wrap it there. Unless you have any, you have anything else before we, uh, we close up shop. Yeah. Fuck the Niners. Amen to that. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining. Congrats on the Seahawks win. Congrats to the Mariners on uh, what was an awesome season. 162 games worth watching and uh, going to be more fun next year. If you haven't already, please give the show a like. Please click subscribe. We're over 7,000 subscribers and growing. Click the bell to get notified when we go live. And join over on patreon.com slash Join blogger. Join the, the, the real Hawk talk community get immediate access to our Slack channel where the conversation continues in between the podcast and the articles and everything else. And we get to talk all the shit we want about the 49ers uh, uninterrupted. It's awesome. So come on over patreon.com slash Thank you to Evan Hill at Evan Hill HB and Nathan Ernst at Nathan e- E11. And uh, I am Brian Emhazer at Hawk blogger. Uh, we will see you Wednesday for the next episode.